Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks, Karen and Beck. Good morning, everyone. For our guests, my name's Anton. I'm a senior minister here. And today we are starting our new series on the book of Numbers. And I'm sure you're all, all so excited. Why wouldn't you get excited by a book called Numbers? Uh, look, you know, we're family here. We can be honest. Uh, if Numbers is not a book that we pay much attention to, is it? It's just not. Uh, you know, if Leviticus, the book before, is where all good Bible reading plans go to die, then Numbers is kind of the desert that only crazy adventurers uh, dare to go. And uh, we're beginning in chapter 1, chapter 2, and the first chapter is a doozy. I had mercy on Beck and uh, invited her not to read all the, all the, all the repetitive bits. Uh, but why don't you turn back to Numbers chapter 1, page 184, page 184. And uh, just have a look down and see see what's there. You know, we've got um, we've got in verses five to fifteen, we've got the list of the twelve tribes of Israel, and someone was picked from each of those twelve tribes, and so they're named. And then uh, from verse twenty, we have a big count, a whole lot of numbers from each of the twelve tribes of Israel. And of course, that's where the book gets its name. And uh, even if you're brave enough to keep going, and I hope you do, because there's some really uh, good stories and good things from God in there, but then we get to chapter 26, and there's another count again. They count the people again. Uh, the barrier to entry to the book of Numbers is relatively high, I reckon. And so how can we find meaning? How can we find God speaking to us through this book of His Word? Well, uh, when we think of Numbers in general... A lot of us, we think, boring. We just, a lot of us do. Uh, and, uh, but however, when we see the meaning behind the numbers, they can become fascinating. Now, when I was young in high school, uh, on my way up to school, I'd walk past a CD shop, a bit of a CD theme today, and I would always grab one of these. Anyone remember these? So this is the the uh, aria chart, so that the top uh, 40 or 50 uh, songs of, um, of of the week, and I'd grab uh, I'd grab a copy, uh, paper copy each each week, and I love the numbers. So you can see there what so uh, Celine Dion from Titanic is number one on this week that I picked from the internet. Uh, and you can see this week it's number one, last week it's number one. It's been in 12 weeks. The time in is 12 weeks on the chart itself. I used to look at those numbers uh, each week, study who was going up, who was going down, and things like that. I loved it. Still do. Uh, or we, uh, uh, Katie and I bought a new television because our old one died. And uh, so, you, you know, you've got the, the pretty pictures of what the TVs look like. But the key thing when we got down to buying it was we looked at the numbers, the specifications. You know, some people will know what um, resolution and motion rate and picture quality index, uh, what they all mean. We we're mainly looking for the dimensions. Would it fit um, <laughs> on top of, our, top of our, our sideboard? But the numbers were really important. Or uh, you might be someone who loves a good financial report. And, uh, oh, okay, it's, uh, it's uh, reporting season. Let me pull out uh, uh, our company's um, financial report. Look, you know, if you're looking to invest in particular, these numbers are really meaningful then. Uh, even from the very beginning of life, numbers are important. I remember speaking to uh, some friends. They had just had a baby, and so I um, uh, shared in their excitement 
And then I got off the phone and uh, told Katie what I just uh, had been talking about. And uh, Katie asked, so how much did he weigh? How much? How long was he? What was the head circumference? Of course, I hadn't asked any of those questions, so I knew nothing at all, had no answer for But those numbers were important. Same thing with numbers in the Bible. When we understand the facts behind the numbers, then these lists can come alive and help us journey to the promised land. So in God's Word today, we're going to see that these numbers are a sign of God's blessing. So let's dive in to the book of Numbers and let's be ready to hear God speak. Open up, uh, sorry, we're in chapter 1. The the book of Numbers does help us at the very start at least, before it gets uh, too tricky. Uh, The first verse helps us work out who, where and when, which is uh, important when looking at uh, a new book of the Bible. So there's verse 1, it's in your Bibles as well. Who, well we've got uh, the Lord uh, speaking to Moses. So God is in the picture, and Moses, the man who led uh, God's people out of Egypt, uh, they, are, they are speaking. So they are there, and of course all of Israel is uh, in the background. Where is this taking place? Well, it's in the desert of Sinai. So if you know your geography, that's the Sinai Peninsula, the desert's down south. Uh, so they're, in, they're still in the, uh, in the desert. They're out of Egypt, uh, but they're not at the Promised Land yet. That's where we are. We're in a transitory phase. And when does this happen? Well, it says on the second month uh, of the second year after the Israelites came out of Egypt. So 13 months after the big Exodus Red Sea event. So that's where we are in, uh, in history and in the Bible story. And it says the Lord spoke to Moses. Well, what did he say? What did the Lord say? Have a look at verse 2. The Lord said, he said, take a census of the whole Israelite community by their clans and families, listing every man by name, one by one. You and Aaron are to count according to their divisions, all the men in Israel who are 20 years old or more and able to serve in the army. So God commands them to take a census, to do a big head count. Now, in Australia, we did a census a couple of years ago, that was kind of the COVID fund that we had at the time, Uh, we all filled in a survey and the government did this. So the government did this so that uh, we could, uh, so that they could uh, have statistics and they can, they and other organizations can make plans according to those statistics. And it also gives us some fun facts. So uh, between, so uh, as many people, uh, what's my statistic? Sorry, having a master's degree in something is now as common as having a bachelor degree 30 years ago. So we're all more educated. Uh, Two million Aussies have asthma, fun fact. And 99% of tradies are men. 99% of midwives are women. But the 1% of men who are midwives are still called midwives, fun fact. Uh, And the total population of Australia is 25,422,788. Right. Fun facts. Anyway, here in Numbers, though, that was the Australian census. Here in Numbers, this census that God ordered was for a particular reason. Particular reason. It's for the whole community, clan by clan. It was all the men who were able to serve in the army were counted. So this was a census of uh, for a military count. 
so that it was clear who could fight for God. And so as the chapter goes along, the whole community gathers and they registered according to their ancestry and all those who could serve in the army were listed and counted. And so then we get the list of numbers, the result of the census. Here's how many were counted from each tribe. And then in chapter 2, after the big count, what happens next? Well, it goes through all the tribes again. Hooray! But instead of counting them, God is positioning them. It's all about how the different tribes are to be arranged. So we had the tabernacle, where God dwells in the center of, of the camp. And then there was a specific arrangement of the tribes around it. And so that's chapters one of two of Numbers, basically. Uh, It's a a census and then an arrangement of the tribes. So what do these numbers mean? How is God speaking to us through these instructions? I think the first thing God is telling us uh, today is count your blessings. Count your blessings. You know, on first read, these numbers don't appear to have much meaning until you compare them to a mini-census that was recorded earlier in the Bible. All the way back, uh, from, uh, all the way back from the time of Exodus, we get another set of numbers. These are now here in, in, in where we are now. But before, in Exodus chapter 1, it reads, These are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt with Jacob. And they were in, in, uh, in the land of Canaan, but went down to Egypt with Joseph uh, and it said the descendants of Jacob numbered 70 in all. So the first count of God's people is 70. But from that point, through slavery in Egypt, through the Red Sea and into Mount, onto Mount Sinai, now there are 600,000 men, over 600,000 men. And let's assume an, a roughly equal number of women. And let's assume an equal number of children under 20, then we're getting close to the 2 million mark. And so this census was a mean for Israel to count its blessings, literally. Because each of the people were a blessing from God. Remember what God promised Abraham uh, back even before the Exodus? God said to Abraham, all the land that you see, I will give you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. So God promised Abraham descendants, offspring, as numerous as the dust of the earth. And so when Israel counted its men at Mount Sinai, they were counting the blessing of God. God was keeping his promise to them. You know, they, they do the count, look at the numbers and go, what a wonderful, powerful and faithful God we follow. Praise the Lord who keeps his promises, who increases his kingdom. Israel could rejoice when they looked at these numbers in the blessing of God. And so each day as they went about their, their daily business, they could see the blessing of God in these numbers. 
Because I'm sure back then, uh, they had their bad days. The tent would blow over. The kids lose the sandals. The neighbour next to you gets annoyed at you. But no matter what happened, they had a tangible way to know that God had blessed them. If they looked at these numbers, looked at God's people, they could count the blessings of God. But even here, this was not the complete blessing of God. This was not the final count. Because although the increase was from 70 through to 600,000, you know, 2 million plus, that was dramatic, you could still count them. You could still count Abraham's descendants. Whereas the promise was uh, they'd be as numerous as the dust on the earth, as if you could count that. Well, the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham uh, would come later through the person of Jesus. Because through Jesus' death and resurrection, it wasn't only Israel who are the descendants of Abraham. It was all who have faith in Christ. You and I and, and Christians all around the world in all the years that have come since Jesus and all the years that will come through Jesus, we can have faith in Christ and be descendants of Abraham too. And so God's promise comes as he calls more and more people to have faith in Jesus. And for all those who do, did you hear in the Ephesians reading the blessing of God, uh, God's blessing uh, to us? God's blessed us with every spiritual blessing, including being chosen by him, predestined for adoption. He has redeemed us. He's given us forgiveness of sins. All these blessings come through Christ. Now, we can forget these or lose sight of these blessings. We can look for, and when we do, we can look for blessings in, in other ways as well. You know, we can look for our, our blessings in, um, you know, how big our house is compared to someone else. Or we can uh, seek blessing from our boss and try and get compliments from him by working really hard. Uh, when we might look for the blessing of that buzz from having one extra drink or the thrill of, I don't know, checking the stock market when uh, seeing how you're going or checking the interest rates announcement. We try and fill up the, our lives with little temporary blessings which only fill us up so much. But from here, true blessing is seen in God keeping his promises to us in Jesus. Just like God was keeping his promise to Israel back then. And so, uh, here's a thought for your next bad day. Maybe that'll be today, maybe it'll be in a few days' time. You can turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Read for yourself how much God has blessed you. And so no matter how bad your day is, you're still chosen by God. You've still been redeemed by him. You're still forgiven in Christ. Israel could count its blessings. And so can you. But secondly, these numbers, these numbers look to God's future blessing. They look forward as well. 
So these numbers weren't just so that they could see how God had blessed them now at that moment. But all that happens in chapters 1 and 2 prepares them for what's to come, the future. And so the reason why only the men were counted and not the women and children, it's not because the women and children are not important or they don't matter, that's not the case. It's because they were counting the army. This was a common thing that uh, emperors at the time did in the ancient world. They would count the men of the population so they could know how many they could draft into an army. And Israel's fighting men are counted because they're about to head into battle. They're getting ready to defeat the wicked nations that are against God and conquer the promised land. And so there was a future blessing to come from God in the promised land. And so They were getting ready. God was preparing them by counting the army. And chapter 2 outlines how the tribes were to be arranged. This was uh, them getting information to march. It wasn't just where they would stay, but they would walk in these formations. They were to march information to the promised land. And you even see at the end of chapter 1, you heard the bit about the Levites. Uh, they didn't. They weren't counted in the military census. Again, not because they were unimportant, but it was because they had their own tasks to do. They weren't going to be soldiers. They were going to be responsible for the tabernacle, and this was going to to move. And so they had to. They were the ones that were to pack it up in a particular way and carry it to the next location. The whole camp was to be on the march towards the promised land, where they'll be in the future. So when the desert sun was particularly hot or when their feet were especially sore, they could remember these instructions and see that they were heading to God's blessing, to the land God had promised them. Now for us today, we are spread out. We're not in formation. We're not on the march. But we are headed to God's blessing Jesus' resurrection is the sign that we are on the move. Jesus, who has been raised to life, is experiencing God's future blessing. And we too, if our faith is in him, we will experience God's future blessing. Our promised land is the new creation, the eternal rest, the eternal life of God's promises, which Jesus' resurrection confirms. And so if our joints are creaking or a relationship has turned sour or our finances take a dive, we can remember that we are on the move. God is leading us towards the new promised land so that we might be like Jesus in all his resurrected glory. Uh, On the Teen Bible Study podcast that I listened to Tash with, uh, with, they looked at the passage where Jesus promises uh, that I'm, he says to his disciples, I'm going away to prepare uh, a room for you in my father's house. And on the podcast, we're challenged. So many people uh, hear that, but then live as though they don't want a place there. Jesus is taking us to his house to his, his father's house. Are we living like we want to be there?
Well, in these chapters of Numbers, we see that we can count our blessings from God now. And we can look to God's future blessing as well. And so I hope numbers, these numbers, have come to life, understanding what they're about. But there's one more thing that God is showing us today. It's telling us that God's word leads God's people. God's word leads God's people. Because remember what the first thing is in the book of Numbers? What the first thing that happens? Have a look at verse 1. First thing that happens, the Lord spoke. It's God who says, take a census. It's God who says, arrange the tribes in a certain way in the camp. It's God who tells the Levites what to do with the tabernacle. God's word leads God's people. Our theologian Bill Jumbrell reflects on this. He says, it is by discipline, self-control, and divine national regulation in obedience to its sovereign king that the promised land will be attained. The nation will be regulated by the word of God. The people are to be disciplined by it. And in these early chapters of Numbers, how do the people respond? God speaks. Lo and behold, the people obey. End of chapter 1, the Israelites did all this just as the Lord commanded Moses. The end of chapter 2, the Israelites did everything the Lord commanded Moses. Bit of a turn up for Israel. This is the ideal. This is the ideal for Israel. God is dwelling with them in the center of the camp. He is speaking to them. And they are obeying. Now, as you might guess, it doesn't take long for this self-discipline to break down. Our next sermon on Numbers will see Israel forgetting God's word. But for now, they are being led willingly by the word of God. And I was thinking of this uh, through the week. And uh, the first people to obey in Numbers are the men the men of Israel are to, be, are to stand up and be counted. And from what we can see, none of them shied away from being counted in God's army. All the men were willing to follow God's word and lead their families and community into obedience. And so just for this chapter, because the men are on view in this chapter, let me address the men here today, including myself. Are you standing up to be counted? Being willing to be led by God's word for the good of your family, your community and God's people. Israel's men were willing to be counted, to obey God's word and head into battle for God's blessing. Are you willing to do the same? Are you marked by discipline, self-control, and obedience to that divine revelation, to the word of God. Uh, I've had to see if I want to, be st- to stand up and be counted. It's been a massive challenge for me this week because uh, I've not been strong at this for my family over the last little bit. You know, I do read, you know, do little things in- with individuals, but as a family, we've fallen out of the habit of reading God's word together, and that's my responsibility. Uh, and so... Hearing God's word this week, 
Uh, I've, I've done something. I've, oops, wrong piece of paper. Here it is. I grabbed a piece of paper and I wrote down uh, the days of the week and all the things that our kids have got on, got on, tried to find a couple of nights where we're all home for dinner or most of us are home for dinner. And I've chosen three nights to uh, read a couple of Bible books at the dinner table. And so Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday night, aiming to read, uh, read from the Bible with our family. If you see me on the day after, you can ask me how that's going. Because God's word must lead my family and must lead this church. And so that's the third thing. We are to be led by God's word. So from all that we've seen in these, in these numbers, we can count God's blessing, both present and future, and we can see how Israel is to be governed by the word of God and take that on for ourselves. Let me leave you with this one quote uh, from Tim Keller, who sadly died. He's an American pastor and uh, author uh, for confidence in the word of God. Keller says, When God speaks, God's word is a power. It's not like our word where we say something, but then we, we actually have to go do it. God's word is his active power. When you hear his voice in his word, that's his power coming into your life. That's his reality coming into our life. May God's word lead you and lead us this week, for that is God at work within us. Well, and band, why don't you come up and, want, and please lead us as we sing of, we have the invitation to come to Jesus, who is the fount of every blessing. Please stand.